Welcome to the Take a Flight podcast. Hello, everyone. It is my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Take a Flight podcast. I'm your host, Cicely Stanton, and today we're joined by Atlee Richards. Atlee is an avid traveler, probably even more so than me. She's been working for Delta since 2017 and has been to 21 countries, and I'm sure there are plenty more to come. Atlee and I have even done a few trips together, including Italy, Greece, Czech Republic, Hungary, and many more. My favorite thing about going on a trip with Atlee is that she's a phenomenal planner. She's great at figuring out the logistics of a trip and planning ahead of time where she wants to go and what she wants to see. Is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself, Atlee? I think you pretty much got it, but I am in law school right now, so going a little bit crazy. I haven't been on a plane in a while, but always looking for my next trip to go on. Perfect. Do you have another trip planned? It's in the works, almost. What is it? Where do you want to go? Um, either Rome over Christmas or Brazil over spring break. Well, obviously, you know which one I think you should go on. Obviously, right. I'll, I'll just do both. There you go. There you go. Well, I would. I have to say with Rome, if you go over Christmas, you'll be there for like the Christmas markets and you know how Italy does Christmas markets. Oh, I do. We've been. We have. So fun. I'm actually going yeah. to Italy for Thanksgiving and I looked up like when the Christmas markets were starting, because obviously Italians don't celebrate Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, like we're going to be there the last week of November. They'll probably have Christmas markets set up. And they don't start till December 1st. And that's the day I get back. I know. I was like, are you kidding? Ugh, It's fine. Got to go back in December then. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. So like I said in the little introduction, I just want to talk to you about how you plan trips because honestly like that's my favorite part about going on a trip with you is that I don't have to do anything you it's already planned (laughs) you show up and we have a good time I know we all will always meet the night before go over you know okay let's book our airbnbs and you show me your map of everything you want to do and I'm just like okay great sounds good to me (laughs) and then we go and it's great okay so let's let's pretend you're going on this trip to Rome for Christmas okay Walk me through everything that you do before you go on the trip to prepare for it. It's like the biggest adrenaline rush ever. I Google's my best friend. And I just start like searching best things to do in Rome, best food to eat in Rome, best must see things in Rome, all the things, get a million tabs open and then just read what people are saying. And I compare like what keeps popping up in all the websites, all the blogs, What's the the most talked about things to do? Do you have like go-to websites that you always stick to? I feel like there's like U.S. news or travel something. I don't know. Um, There's also the Thrillist. They do food a lot, which is good. Food's always the best part. Um, Just wherever, honestly. Okay, so you plan out, you look at all these recommendations from websites and other people that have been to the place and so how do you make the list of where you want to go? You just you look at everything, and then do you make, like, a Google Docs? Yeah, absolutely. Google Drive. I have just folders of trips that I've been on. Um, I let, make bullet points of all the things that I think I want to see or do and eat. And then I go and I make a map, and I plot on the map all the things that I want to go see. 
So then I can visualize where I'll be in the city to like plan each day out. Cause you don't want to walk 10 miles from one thing to the next thing, then 10 miles to the next thing. You kind of want it to be in a similar area, you know? Yeah. So then I plan my days based on where everything is. See, that is genius. And that's something that I never do. And I, every time I'm in a new place, I wish I had prepared for it more. Because I do that. I'll, like, walk 10 miles one way and then be like, oh, right. man, I really want to see this one thing. Oh, it's another 10 miles away. Yeah, it gets hard. But then I also print out the map just in case, you know, there's not Wi-Fi everywhere unless you have a portable Wi-Fi. So then I have a printed map and I just know, like, today we're going to be in this part of the city and hit all these museums and attractions over there. Yeah. Do you try to, like, plan out your starting point and where your ending point is based on, you know, like when does this museum close or stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. Like what would be the best time for certain things? When there's certain food in certain areas, I plan around lunchtime and dinner time, And obviously like the location of the Airbnb also matters and public transportation, depending on that as well. Right. So let's talk about Airbnbs for a second. Do you always stay in an Airbnb or have you tried hostels, hotels? What's your go-to? I think I've only done Airbnbs for these these past couple of years. I've only done Airbnbs. And the only recommendation I would give is make sure it's in a central location and then read all the reviews. We had a pretty fun one this past summer. Oh, yeah, we did. I feel like we should tell this story because it's it was pretty bad. I feel like you should tell the story because you're a really good storyteller. So OK, you start. I'll tell the story. You can you can jump in if I get something wrong. Or if you want to add okay, something. Go for it. Okay, so we were in Vienna, Austria. Um, we went on a big trip this summer, Atlee and I. We hit up five cities in five days all across Europe. Um, and so we were in Vienna for one day. And that night we had, so we had booked our Airbnbs the night before we left for this trip. Right. Um, and so we get there to the Airbnb and it was kind of... I remember being like, this is kind of a sketchy neighborhood. I don't know, like mm-hmm. kind of out in the middle of nowhere yeah. and like not near any of the touristy stuff or anything. And so we go in to this apartment complex and it was just trashy, like gross. It was bad. It was bad. And so we're like, okay, great. This is the place we're staying. Hopefully the Airbnb is nice. Right. Least. Yeah. So we go up. It's like on the second floor and... <laughs> I'm just dying laughing thinking about it <laughs> because we like are trying to find our Airbnb and there's this one door that's just wide open and like and we were like please no please well, do not let it be that one <laughs> I know and it was totally trashed inside and so we're like looking at the number and we're like okay it's not that one it's not that one it's not that one and then we look at the one with the doors wide open and the just trashy yeah. interior and we're like no no, that's it. Sure enough, there was our key just sitting in an open box. I think anybody could have gotten it. I know. It. I, right. Anybody could have. Well, and the doors were wide open, which like for me, as far as, okay, we're two 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old women in a foreign country and the doors are wide open to our Airbnb. Like that's just not secure or safe at all. No. And then wasn't there, like, a man inside who was, like, shirtless or something? Yeah. I. It was bad. And he didn't even acknowledge us. No. We walked through the doorway. We looked around, and we were, like, 
I think we looked at each other and both were like, there's absolutely no way we're staying here and getting out of here alive tomorrow. Seriously, because it was, it was, I remember the furniture was all kind of over the place. The curtains were like trashed or something. It just looked messy and not clean. And who, who knows who was in there? Because yeah. there was like this like half naked man sitting there watching TV, didn't even acknowledge us. It was, right. it was just strange. Yeah. So we left. And then sure enough, we looked at the reviews and they were all just awful. <laughs> and we're like, oh. Yeah. And then we, we made sure to write some really bad reviews also. Yeah. So lesson learned, read the reviews because we didn't yeah. and we paid for that. But it was okay. We, it all ended up fine. We got, a, we got my dad to book us a hotel in city center and it was super nice with a free breakfast. Yes, thank you, Mr. Stanton, for sure. Yeah, thanks, Dale. It was so nice. Um, okay, so Airbnbs is your go-to. Read the yeah. reviews. Um, do you do you like to pick them out the night before, a couple weeks in advance? What's your when do you usually prepare for that? I feel like kind of like starting just to look and get an idea of what they're like, how much they're going to cost, what they look like when I start planning the trip. But then because I fly standby, I always wait a little bit until right before when I know I'm going to get on the flight and then that's when I book it. Right. Well, and I feel like there are a lot of Airbnbs as well that have a cancellation policy where it's as long as you cancel within 24 hours before. Yeah. Like also that works. Yeah. Um, okay. So transportation, do you plan that out before you go or do you just wait till you get there as far as like trains, buses, that kind of thing? Right. So it kind of depends. Um, sometimes I'll factor that into my map when I make based on if there's several things that are farther apart, I'll make sure that there's public transportation to get there. Just because I feel like in most of the places that I go, public transportation is way better there than it is here in America, besides like New York and D.C. Um, so that's always pretty reliable. And sometimes there's even day passes you can get that just make it cheaper for going lots of places. That's well, true. I'll look up beforehand and I'll take screenshots sometimes of the directions that Google gives you for the, like which stop to get on, which one to get off, stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's something that's really interesting about the way that you travel. Cause I usually always try to get like a SIM card, but you always just go without it. It's kind of a fun little challenge. I don't, I kind of like it. Yeah. I mean, people lived without data for centuries. So <laughs> <Right>. yeah, that's <laughs> doable. Fair. Luckily, most museums have it or like if you ever find like a McDonald's or Starbucks in a different country, they'll have it also. That's true. So it, 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 it can work. That's fair. Um, also, going back to like transportation and trains and stuff. Well, when we went on our trip, because we were going from country to country and had longer train rides, we booked it before we went instead of waiting yeah, when we got there. We did, which, which was nice because then we didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, and it was a lot cheaper, too, to book it beforehand. Yeah, so for sure. I really like the app that we used. It's called Trainline. It's yeah. green, and it says the word train on it. But I really liked it. I used it when I went to England and Amsterdam with my mom because we went to England for my friend's wedding reception. Mm -hmm. And then we were running late to get our train on the way back, and there was only that one train left for the night. And so I was like, we don't have enough time to buy our tickets and then get on the train. So I just, like, bought the tickets when we were in the car. And it, it yeah, turned out great. Yeah, super helpful. Um, okay, so how do you prepare for, like, I guess this has to do more with COVID, but you never know really if something like that will pop up again. But I remember with COVID, there were so many regulations or, like, 
custom issues and paperwork? Like, how do you prepare that was for the that? Worst. Yeah. Luckily, the so summer of 2021, um, my job at Delta that summer was to check COVID paperwork for passengers who were flying internationally. And so I kind of learned just all about it. Like I became a pro at it because I had to do it for other people. So when I did it for myself, it was a piece of cake. Um, normally like the U.S. Embassy website will have the um, travel requirements for different countries, whether it be a COVID test or fully vaccinated or something like that. So just making sure you look beforehand and have it already. I always printed out my test results just in case. And then making sure you kind of find places in the city to get back to America when that was a thing. Luckily, not a thing anymore and hopefully won't be a thing ever again. But Yeah, but you never know. Yeah. So coming back to the U.S., I have a hack. So there's an app. I actually, so a flight attendant told me about it. So there's this app. It's called CBPMPC. Do you know what that stands for? Customs and Border P- Patrol. I don't know what MPC is. All right. Well, it's it's a white background and it has MPC on it. So obviously that's the most important part. Um, but it's super nice when you're on the plane right after you land and you turn your data back on. It's that little questionnaire that um, you have to fill out when you get back to the United States after you've been in a foreign country. So it's like, did you touch any livestock? Um, did you bring back anything with you? That kind of stuff. So you fill that out right. and then it takes a little picture of you when you're on the plane. And then once you've finished it, you can skip that whole line at customs and go straight to the front. There's a little line specifically for this app. You go straight to the front. You're the first one taken care of. And then you're right through. And it has been such a lifesaver. Yeah, it's really nice. I know JFK uses it and I know Atlanta uses it, but I bet most international airports in America would. Yeah, it's been super nice. And like when I came back to Atlanta with you, I couldn't find where the line was at first. And so I just went up to one of the workers there and they were like, oh, you can just skip the whole line. I was like, oh, okay, perfect. So yeah, life hacked. It's super good. Um, Okay, next. Uh, Let me see. Do you have any hacks for like planning out a trip like that app i don't know if i have any official hacks i would just say make sure you look for adapters like electronic outlet adapters because different countries use different things and you want to be able to charge your phone so make sure you look at that don't forget um okay the next thing i want to talk about was packing you always bring just a backpack with you yeah that's right just one backpack can you tell us why What's the decision behind it? I just feel like it's a lot easier to, like, travel with just a backpack. Um, A lot of the streets in Europe are, like, cobblestones, and it would be a pain, I feel like, having to drag a wheeled suitcase around on it. So I just bring a backpack. Everything fits. It fits on the plane above me. Um, It's just compact. Everything fits. It's super easy. Yeah. Um, what's your tip for like packing light? Um, that's a good, I feel like I don't really ever overpack to begin with, but I just bring what I need, maybe an extra shirt or two. Um, you don't need much. Most of the trips I go on, they're not more than a couple days anyway. So everything, it's fine. Just two pairs of shoes and then your clothes. That's about it. Fair enough. And also I think too, like, I found, because I went, I was in Europe for three weeks this summer, and all I packed Mm -hmm. was my backpack and a small suitcase. And 
So even if you bring a suitcase, first of all, we found lots of places in big cities where you can check your luggage for the day. Um, that was super nice. Yeah, like luggage storage. And it was pretty cheap. I don't think we spent more than, what, like five euro per bag? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it was really cheap, and then it was really nice because you can just put your luggage in there all day. Like if you can't check into your Airbnb or hotel early in the morning, you can just keep it there until you're ready to go to your Airbnb and then you go pick it up, and we just didn't have to worry about it and, like, carry super heavy backpacks with us the whole time. And also, as well, like, I had probably maybe five outfits for three weeks, and I found that there were a lot of places where I could still wash my clothes. So you can go to a laundromat, or I stayed with a couple friends, and I just used their washers. Um, but we even had an Airbnb that had a washer and dryer. Yeah, we did. So One more thing, back to the the Airbnb, what I look for. Yeah. Um, sometimes it'll say on there if it um, has luggage drop off early, mm. um, like the host will let you come drop it off, which is nice even before you check in. Same with some, I've stayed at some hotels through Airbnb and the front desk will just hold it for you, which is nice. Yeah. And also it never hurts to ask, even if it doesn't have it advertised, you can always just ask. Right. Okay. Also, so now going back to packing light, I actually just bought a backpack. It was really expensive, but it was worth it. And so I'm just going to give a little plug to them because I feel like it was an investment since I'm traveling so much because I feel like I, I usually just bring a backpack with me too, especially if it's just a short trip, like less than a week, but it kills mm-hmm. my back. If I don't have a place where I can store it, like it just hurts to carry it around all day, you know? Yeah. Like, I went to London with my mom this summer, and we didn't find anywhere that could store our luggage. And so we just had our backpacks on us the whole day, and I hated it. It was the worst day ever. Like, I didn't even get to enjoy London because my back hurt so bad. All I wanted to do was take a break every two minutes and just sit there without this huge backpack on me. Um, Yeah. So I found a backpack that I really like that has worked for me. It's the Cotopaxi Alpa travel pack and they have three different sizes so they have a 28 liter version 35 liter and then I think there's like a 42 so you can get one based on how much you pack I got the smallest one because I really don't pack that much and I I feel like I'm pretty good at packing light and also consolidating everything making it small but the thing I really like about the backpack, there are two things. So the backpack has built-in packing cubes. So first of all, it opens up not from the front, but it opens up from the side like it would be, like it's a suitcase, basically. And then okay. it has built-in packing cubes, and so you can separate your clothes from, from like, your other stuff, which is just really nice. I like the organization of it, especially when you, like, because when you open up your suitcase, it's all just kind of thrown in there. So I like that everything is, yeah. like, already organized. And then also it has a belt strap and a chest strap, so it takes the pressure off your back. It's nice. Cotopaxi, if you're listening, please sponsor Cicely. She would appreciate it. I really would because I spent a lot of money on it. But it was an investment. I was like, you know, I go on so many trips, and every time I hate taking my backpack because it just hurts because I always just take my school backpack. And so this was an investment for me, and I like it. There you go. Yeah, I took it with me to L.A. this weekend, and it worked out very nicely. Glad to hear it. Yeah. What do you feel like is the number one essential packing things that you should have? Always have extra socks. You, It's always so nice putting on a fresh pair of socks after a long day of walking. 
I'm going to add to that underwear. Bring lots of underwear. That too. Because it gets dirty really fast. Like, I feel like I maybe changed into different underwear halfway through the day because I'm like grossed out with myself. Yeah. And new socks. And socks. Always socks. Um, what about shoes? What kind of shoes do you usually like to bring? Because shoes are hard. They take up a lot of space. I know they are hard. Normally I wear, I bring, if it's only for a couple of days, I'll wear the same pair of shoes. Um, for our trip that was like a week long, I did wear two pairs. But I, something that's comfy, I wear Converse, but my mom doesn't understand because she can't wear those. They hurt her feet. But for me, anything that's comfy that you can wear with multiple outfits. Yeah. I think, too, it, it depends on where you're going because if you, like, are going right. somewhere beachy, you're going to want to wear, like, chacos or, or, like, some kind of sandals or something versus, yeah. like, Europe. I always have to keep in mind the cobblestone because it hurts my feet really bad. And so something with, like, really good support where you're not going to feel the cobblestone. Also, look at the weather because it's going to be raining. You kind of want, like, rain boots of some sort or something that won't get super wet and your feet will be wet all day true true and also just knowing the weather in general to be like okay what kind of clothes should I pack yeah I think with that I mentioned this in my first episode but I'm going to bring it up again because I think it's really important for planning a trip look at the holidays like be aware of what country you're going to and their holidays because like at least for Italy if you show up on one of their holidays nobody's going to be there everything's going to be closed I mentioned in my first episode, like, I went on a trip with Autumn to Bosnia, which is super Muslim-focused, and we were there for Ramadan, so everything was closed. Yeah, that's true. And, like, Italy in August, right? Isn't that shut down? Yeah, the whole month of August, everything shuts down. Ferragosto. Yeah, so I would say, look at the holidays. Just plan accordingly. Look at the weather, holidays, all that kind of stuff. What kind of environment you're going to be in. Yeah, for sure. Good advice. Okay, Here's my next question. How do you decide where you're going to go? That is a really good question. Um, for me, it depends on where Delta flies to because it makes it a whole lot easier if I can just fly on the airline I work for. Um, ideally, somewhere new I haven't been before based on weather or time of season, time of the year that I'm going. I don't know. You just got to pick it and go with it. Research it. Watch TikTok videos about the city. That's what I've been doing recently. Mm. Do you ever, like, see a video and you're like, man, I have to go there? Like, that goes on my bucket list. Yes, all the time. So my bucket list is quite lengthy. Okay, I want to hear some of your countries on your bucket list, places you've never been. Never been, but want to go in my lifetime. Definitely Thailand. Um, Brazil is getting on the list. We'll see. Um, Switzerland. I've been to every country around it, but not actually Switzerland. I want to go to a Nordic country. You keep saying Norway is fantastic. So maybe oh, yeah. Norway or Denmark, one of those two over there. I got to go to Africa. The goal is to go to all seven continents. So Africa, maybe Morocco would be really cool. I've heard Cape Town, South Africa is amazing. And you've been I want to four, go kayaking. You've been to four continents so far, right? Yes. Australia, North and South America, Europe. Those are my four. Where are you going to go in Asia? Thailand. Oh, that's right. Maybe Japan, South Korea. China would be cool, but maybe not right now. We'll see. That's fair enough. Very cool. Are you ever going to make it to Antarctica? Yes. Antarctica is on my bucket list because I've been seeing you can go kayaking. No way. That's what I want to do. That'd be so cool. Yeah, that sounds 
way cool. Okay, I have another question. Um, okay. I don't, I'm not sure how to phrase this, but it'll it'll get out there somehow. Um, so you have all these trips that you want to go on, right? And right. this bucket list of places, obviously, like, Delta has to fly to them, but you can also get Zed fares or, you know, travel on other airlines, find a cheap flight. How... Mm-hmm. Is there anything that could possibly stop you from going on a trip? Or do you just not let anything stop you? If you're determined to go to a country, see somewhere, do you just go? Or is there ever, like, this hiccup of, like, oh, man, like, I can't. I don't have somebody to go with me. How does that work for you? I just go. Literally just plan it and go. Um, I've been several places now by myself because I couldn't find anyone to go with me. And that was not going to stop me. Like, I literally went to Australia by myself because I wanted to go. So I went for a weekend, and it was one of my favorite trips ever. Hmm. So do you ever, like, is money ever an issue for you? Um. I mean, I am conscious about how much I spend when I get there type of thing. But also, like, money will keep coming, and I got to travel. And I think that's one of my best uses of my money is spent on travel. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, here's another Excuse question. It. Oh, sorry. Wait, this is when you, you this is when you add like that quote in or whatever, like the famous one with like like you're rich, you're only rich when you like have experiences or something. I don't know. There's some sort of travel quote that you should just add in there. Okay, I'll put it on my story or something when that episode comes out. There you go. Um there you go. okay, here's a question then too going into preparing for a trip. How do you budget for a trip? Do you keep in mind? Do you have a budget? How do you prepare for that? I am probably the worst person to ask for this question because I don't necessarily have a budget. I just make sure I don't go crazy. Um, I feel like an easy place to save money sometimes is um, on food. Uh, Grocery stores, for some reason, in other countries actually have very good food, which sounds really weird to say, but like for, for us in the mornings on our trip, we would just go to the grocery store and get like a pastry and like a juice. And then it was great because it was still better quality than in America. So it was fantastic. That's true. You always had to get your orange juice. Absolutely. <laughs> so good. Okay. Um, let's see. I don't have any budget tips for you because I really don't budget. I just go. Do you have budget tips? Do I have budget tips? I don't really think that I have a strict budget either, but I do think that I am conscious of trying to travel cheaply. So, like, when I see a list of Airbnbs in a country, I'm going to go for the cheapest one. I'm going to go for the ones that are, like, $30 or $40 a night, especially if I can split it with somebody. I'm not going to stay in, like, a fancy hotel or something because I'd rather spend my money elsewhere than a nice place to stay. I mean, I want to be safe, obviously, and feel comfortable. Mm, right. But also, like, it's more important to me to just, you know, have the cheapest option as long as it's safe and a good place. Um, and then, again, with food, I agree. Like, I think grocery stores is really good. Um, I usually just try to eat out at a restaurant maybe once a day, if that. Um, but I think, like, other countries have really good street food as well, and that's more authentic to the country anyways. Yeah. For sure. I was telling someone that I'm in this the cheap travel phase of my life where I go and I walk a lot and I bring only a backpack 
and I stay in Airbnbs because give it a couple years and I'll be in my expensive travel phase and that's when I'll have the hotel and I'll go do the cool excursions and I'll pay for the really nice food, all that. Oh, 100%. Well, I think that's the thing, too, is, like, this whole idea of, like, don't let anything stop you from going on a trip. Because, obviously, like, if you have a big budget, if you have a lot of money to spend, go for it. Like, have a great, luxurious, fantastic trip. But if you're just, you know, a 20-something-year-old college student who has no money at all, it's you can still go. And you can do it cheaply. You just have to be more conscious about where you spend your money. Yeah. But I also think, like, for me, experiences are worth more to me than anything else. And so, like, especially when I get to a country, I'm like, oh, it costs 20 bucks to go on this boat ride to see this famous castle. Yeah, I'm going to spend the $20, you know? Oh, for sure. Yes. I'm going to go to these museums and I'm going to go on this Ferris Ferris wheel. I'm going to do it. Right. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm here once. Who knows if I'll ever come back. I'm going to do it. So, I think those things are important to budget for. Like, kind of have an idea of your spending money and then work around that. Like, like, okay, I know this museum, because you can look all that up beforehand. I know this museum costs this much money for an entry fee. I want to go here. I want to do that because that's what that's what's helpful. I think about making your plan, like your little Google Doc and then having um, your map and where you want to go and all these things because you can prepare for all those things like, OK, this costs this much. This costs this much. And then yeah. you can work around that and be like, OK, if I have five hundred dollars to spend on this trip, all these experiences are going to cost me about one hundred dollars. I have four hundred dollars for food, transportation and hotels or Airbnbs. Yeah. And then that's a good way to, I guess, plan for it if you're really, like, conscious about it. Um, for sure. Anything else? Does anything else come to mind? I'd always say get the credit card that doesn't have any transaction fees on it, any oh, foreign yeah. transaction fees. Because at the beginning when I started traveling, I would make sure to take out, like, a whole bunch of cash. But it's honestly easier if you just have a credit card and you can just use that. Because most places keep some cash with you just for, like, the small small shops on the side of the street. But I feel like the credit card works just as well, and it's just so much easier to not to carry on money. It's safer, all the things. That's actually a really, really good tip, and that's something I need to do because I'm always like, can you pay for me because my credit yeah. card <laughs> does not work like right. that. Um, what What's the card that you use? I have a Capital One Venture card, I think, the Capital One card, but it works great. All the countries and no transaction fees. That's super nice. I think we kind of covered all of our bases. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Also, take time to share, subscribe, leave a review, and then head over to follow the Instagram account at Take a Flight Podcast, where you can submit your own travel stories or suggest new episode topics. I'll also link, well, not link, but I'll mention um, the apps that we talked about in the podcast in the show notes as well, so you can go find those. Also, follow R on Instagram right? Yeah. At R on Instagram. If you have more questions for Atley, want to go on a trip with her or want to follow along on any of her future adventures, because I'm sure there are more to I'm come. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. Also, you can go check out all of the adventures that she's done because her Instagram is basically a little travel blog. Wouldn't you say so? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure having you on board. Thank you so much, Atley, for joining us and tune in next week to Take a Flight.